Welcome back to another episode of Beyond Rockets. In this episode, I sit down with Offbeat Coffee Studio to discuss kind of their journey and what they see their company being in Huntsville in the next couple years. I'm excited for this interview and I hope you enjoy. First off, thank you for taking the time to sit down and talk with me. Can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do? Yeah, so my name is Andrew Fanning. I'm the managing partner for Offbeat Coffee Studio. Really, all that means is I kind of take care of your day-to-day operations, kind of make sure the shop's running smooth and uh, everything that goes along with that, uh, from nuances of ordering milk to, to writing schedules, you know, um, towards dealing with employees or unruly customers or whatever that day has, you know, kind of falls on me. So. Okay. Um, so you're originally from Huntsville. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about, uh, did you go to school? Did you go to college for anything? Or how did you kind of get involved in the coffee scene? Yeah, so that's actually kind of a... Uh, a, a longer story. Um, although I am, I was born and raised here in Huntsville um, and left town a few years ago to go to Central Florida. I actually went to Southeastern University um, for about a year um, for graphic design, uh, but it just didn't really stick. Wasn't really what, you know, I felt like I just wanted to do. Um, so moved back here, um, started working at my aunt's. Um, child care facility, um, teaching, uh, after school kids. Um, after that, I kind of had gotten bored with it, you know, working with kids, you know, it's super fun. It's something new every day, but it's super draining. Um, and I'd always loved coffee and I was actually, I was getting a haircut at, uh, Roosevelt and company. They had a barber from greasy hands in, um, and actually had mentioned to me that there was a new coffee shop going into town. So I was looking for a change of pace at the time. This was about two and a half years ago, three years ago, and decided, hey, might as well apply. What's the worst that could happen? You know, I don't get a call back. So I actually got a call back and was uh, hired on the spot after my interview. Um, so it went really well. Um, and yeah, it's kind of history from there. I've been in coffee ever since, and yeah, just been in love with it. So is most of the skills that you've acquired um, making coffee and, do, and working in the coffee scene all just kind of what you've done and what you've learned along the way, or did you already kind of teach yourself stuff on your own? No, I had a lot of, uh, the first guy that had trained me was a guy named Brad Hendricks, uh, that is, uh, at honest Franklin. Um, and he's probably one of the better teachers I've had. And on top of that, I really just kind of fell in love with coffee. Um, so I would go home and watch like, you know, latte art videos or like coffee videos or read like the new, uh, like rooster on the scene, you know, or what people are doing, you know, cool things in coffee, you know, I just kind of just lived and breathed it, you know? So, um, a lot of, a lot of it came from that initial training from Brad. Um, a lot of the, the mindsets and stuff I'd kind of had beforehand, um, but really focusing on that craft, um, and making sure every drink is consistent. Uh, Brad really did a good job of drilling into me and, I've kind of kept that ever since, you know, but it, it really, some of the skills, um, I would say more recently are a lot more self-taught. Um, coffee's a really, a really cool thing in that, um, it's kind of subjective to a point. Um, when you, when you taste coffee, especially, uh, specialty coffee, there's a lot of, a lot of nuances to every cup because a lot of your roasters put a lot of time and effort into, into building these rose profiles that really accentuate the terroir or the, uh, 
uh, local environment that really highlights that coffee, you know, makes that coffee that coffee. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, a lot of it's from Brad, but, you know, a lot of it is just, you know, personal dedication to the craft and just always wanting to be better. Would you say that you've always had an entrepreneurial mindset, even when you were working prior to kind of getting into the coffee scene? Did you always kind of see yourself as almost starting your own coffee? No, I didn't really see myself as an entrepreneur. Um, although I kind of have always had the mindset of if no one else is going to do it, you know, I'll do it. Um, so before Offbeat had kind of become a thought, I was actually toying around with the idea of running um, like a nitro uh, bike, essentially, or uh, some kind of small setup to serve like nitro iced coffee or nitro cold brew. Um, at like farmer's markets, you know, I had a business plan laid out and all these ideas. Um, and then offbeat kind of happened. So, so you said that you were working, uh, at a coffee shop prior to offbeat, what coffee shop were you working in? And did it seem like it prepared you really well for what you're doing now? Yeah. So the coffee shop I was working at beforehand was, uh, honest coffee, uh, downtown, um, I would say a, a big part of, of the preparation for where I'm at today um, is, it, is at least partially, if not heavily reliant on my time at Honest. Um, the manager I had there, um, she was incredible. She was really kind. Um, it was a place where I could fail in leadership safely. Uh, and what I mean by that is I felt like I could confidently make judgment calls or... Um, you know, anything from like a staffing decision to, uh, what coffee we were going to rotate onto what. Um, so having a place that I could fail safely was really big. I could kind of, kind of lead in confidence and not be afraid of making the wrong call, you know, um, and really just being able to learn while also simultaneously learning my craft. Um, uh, it, it was just, I mean, yeah, I couldn't trade it. You know, it, it was, it's just so beneficial, uh, uh, working there. I really would not be where I am in coffee without, uh, honest. So, so you said you never really thought of yourself of having an entrepreneurial mindset, but when did you kind of realize, uh, the idea for offbeat and that you kind of wanted to start your own place? Yeah. So, uh, offbeat, um, like I said, I kind of, I kind of play a small role in the ownership side. Um, the owners are, uh, Colin and a husband, um, and I used to work with Anna actually at Honest. Um, funny story, I, I knew there for a while. She didn't really like me too much. Um, <laughs> like I said, I kind of I fell in love with the craft really quickly and got really good at it really quickly. Um, so, and and I have a naturally big personality, so <laughs> sometimes it doesn't doesn't mesh with other person personalities. Um, so, after about a year, year and a half of working there, um, they had approached me. And it was funny because I was driving home that same day because it was kind of funny. They they came in and I asked, like, oh, you guys want to hang out today or, you know, we should do something soon? And they're like, yeah, we actually wanted to wanted to talk to you. I was like, oh, cool. You know, and I was kind of funnily just said, uh, oh, well, business or pleasure, you know. And they're like, oh, business. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, it kind of caught me off guard, you know, because I'm in the coffee shop I work in, you know, and they're clearly wanting to talk business. Um, so I, I drive home and on the way home I'm thinking to myself going – they're going to ask me to start a coffee shop with them. <laughs> I just had a feeling, you know, you just, you, you, I had that gut check. So I get over to their house. I want to say a day or two later and I sit at their coffee table and they're like, so we have a question for you. And 
without even skipping a beat, I remember just <laughs> asking them as they said it, you want me to start a coffee shop with you? And they were like, yes, how'd you know? And I was just like, I, <laughs> I didn't, I just had a feeling, you know? Um, so after that, it, it became this decision of, do I leave somewhere safe where I have kind of a, a safe nine to five, you know, like I'm making decent money uh, for where I was at at the time. Um, do I leave what's safe and comfortable or do I step out and take a big risk, you know? Um, and sure enough, you know, the risk sounded a lot, like a lot more fun. Yeah. So I took the risk. Um, so here we are about a year later. Offbeat was kind of first got formed in March of 2018. Um, we had our grand opening March, I want to say 18th or 19th of this past year. Um, so still very, very new. Um, it really has been a labor of love, but once I accepted the position of opening this shop with them and partnering with them and opening this, um, the mindset just kind of swapped, you know, it swapped from being, you know, trying to not only just make a really, really good product, you know, and make really, really good craft coffee, but also, um, build a brand built on excellence and a high level of customer service, you know? So my mindset swap from being like, oh, let me make my latte art really good, or A, let me make, you know, the best espresso I can make to, all right, let's raise up a staff, you know, let's raise up some people to, to do it as well as I do it, if not better, you know? Mm -hmm. And of course, I've had a lot of help from, from uh, the team at Onyx Coffee Lab who uses our roaster. Um, they've given us ton of training and a lot of resources um so yeah so with a lot of coffee shops coming to huntsville a lot of new ones coming uh, in the next couple months in the next couple years and some that already come up in the last few months how does offbeat try to distinguish itself from other coffee shops in the area yeah well for whatever reason um specialty coffee has become this like pretentious unaccessible um hipsters you know hangout spot you know um which, you know, that kind of is what it is. You know, it's a, I, I think coffee is really cool. But at Offbeat, we really want to make specialty coffee attainable for anyone. Um, that's why we do fun things, you know, like the cereal milk lattes, you know, or we'll do like a, like a vanilla latte or a mocha or a caramel latte. You know, we make the syrups in-house because really what's the point of having really, really good coffee if not everyone can get something off your menu, mm -hmm. you know? So we really, really, really pride ourselves and, and, and try to make a focus on having really, really good customer service to where people can feel like, even if they don't know what our menu is um, or don't know an item on the menu or say they get it at Starbucks or, you know, at their, or at their neighborhood coffee shop, you know, whatever it is, and maybe it's something that we don't do or we just don't have in, um, we try our best to steer someone in a direction that they'd be happy with the drink they got, you know, because we really do love our coffee and, and it really is a, a high quality product i mean our roaster won the 2017 uh u.s roasting championships so i mean the resume on on the coffee alone is, is is really really high um so really all we have to do is to present it in a manner that allows people to drink it without feeling foolish for asking questions you know mm -hmm. um even myself like going into specialty coffee shops um and I know coffee, you know, the last thing I want is to feel awkward asking a question about like, oh, you know, what coffee you have on here? Or, oh, can I get 
this ice, you know, or just to, just to feel like you can, you can ask questions to mm-hmm. our baristas, you know, is, is really, really important to us. We want everyone to feel like they can be at, at home in our shop, you know, um, no matter their race, gender, creed, religion, you know, whatever people can find, uh, home in our shop, you know? So do you feel like your location at campus 805 is beneficial for y'all's business as most of the other occupants are bars or, um, venues like that? Do you think it's a, it's more beneficial or it's more of a detriment to y'all? Uh, I would say it's more beneficial. We kind of came here with an established clientele, um, Traffic here is absolutely nuts. Um, I think I'd heard recently that uh, Governors is seeing like 60,000 cars a day or something like that. It was like one of the, one of the busiest roads in Huntsville. Um, so that and then the established clientele we see as a, as a benefit. The, the bar crowd, it's a little bit different. Most of what you would see as detrimental from that crowd really happens after about 9.30, 10 o'clock. So with us wanting to pull from that crowd we knew we'd have to stay open a little bit later some of the other coffee shops which is why we're open uh from 7 a.m to 9 p.m on fridays and saturdays it's a little bit later um when we set our hours we felt that anything after nine o'clock was a little bit too crazy um before nine o'clock people are still kind of you know ramping up a little bit they're not quite as crazy you haven't had as many drinks typically um and with us having staff, I'd so much rather our staff be able to safely get to their vehicles uh, without being hounded by, you know, drunk folks. Um, so I would see it as a, as a huge benefit. You know, it, we had to do a lot less marketing early on um, because really you just you come here to get a beer and you're like, oh, oh, there's coffee here, too. Well, then I'll come back, you know, this next day or I'll try it tomorrow, you know, or whatever. So um it's been a little little different because 805 is really seen as like an entertainment venue. Um, like you said, there's a lot of bars. Um, there's a lot of alcohol-focused events going on. Um, but we also have got a lot of cool stuff. Like there's a private tattoo studio that's all women. That's really awesome. That's Arcadia Tattoo. Uh, shout out to them. Uh, there's like a paint and wine place. It's Spirited Art. There's an axe-throwing place. Um, so really, I think campus does a really good job of staying family-friendly. Um to an appropriate time, Mm -hmm. you know, after a certain point, I mean, you just expect people to be drinking, you know, so really you just adjust what you do to, to meet your clientele. So we, we would see it as a benefit. So was there ever a time in the early, in the beginning of offbeat that you didn't think you were going to succeed or you didn't know if what you were, if the step that you were taking to doing your own business that you thought was risky was going to pay off in the end? Oh man, that's a great question. I mean, um, I definitely don't think we're in a point where, I mean, we would ever see this not working, you know. Um, we we feel like we've done a really good job of training our staff um, and our location is good enough. And, I mean, the product we put out and kind of who we are as a company, I think, is, is, is enough to, to sustain us. Um, all that to say... Um, we expect some of the harder times to be in front of us, mm-hmm. not behind us. I mean, we just opened, you know, so everything's been really, really good so far. Um, a lot of great support from the community, um, other coffee shops, you know. Uh, we're actually, I'm still really good friends with everyone at Honest. Uh, we have a great relationship. We're actually doing a, uh, 
a fun run here later on in the year where you'll run from honest or you'll run from offbeat to honest and have to like chug some espresso or like <laughs> chug an iced coffee or something fun like that, you know? Um, all that to say, I do think our hardest times are ahead of us. Um, and, and not even financially, but I, I would say the way the landscape in Huntsville is changing. Um, you mentioned there's a lot more coffee shops coming in. Um, we're getting to the point where we have a pretty saturated market for coffee shops. Um, I think I was seeing on Facebook or Instagram the other day, uh, some locals saying like, oh, please, not another coffee shop going in <laughs> here, you know. Um, I feel like we're about at capacity on coffee. So I think we came in at the perfect time. Um, and I think we have enough room to grow um, and succeed as a company. So. so I saw a statement that was online about Offbeat where it said that Offbeat Coffee Studio is a coffee shop and vinyl records rec- records retail store serving up unique craft coffee with nostalgic flavors. We love the good things in life, such as vinyl records and coffee. We want to make coffee fun and educational for our community. How would you say that offbeat is planning on educating the community about coffee? And do you have any plans in the future for events like this? Yeah. So a lot of our education right now is, is coming out of one-on-one conversations. Um, it's really nice, uh, with myself being here most, most weekdays, um, or Kyle being here, you know, most weekdays, uh, in that staff can actually take a few moments and really talk to, to customers and, you know, let them know like, oh, this, this wonderful, uh, Colombian we have on espresso right now is a shop favorite, you know, you'll have notes of this or this or this, you know, and I would suggest it at this, you know, and we get a lot of questions right now. Um, especially because we're kind of the new coffee shop still. So there's a lot of hype around us. People want to know why we do what we do. And we've got a lot of fancy equipment and equipment people haven't seen in the area before. So it gives us a lot of opportunity to have one-on-one conversations. Um, In the future for us, that looks a little bit more like cupping uh, classes or like kind of cupping opportunities. So we'd come in and and set up uh, samples of coffee and we'd get everyone like these uh, specifically bold spoons and you take your spoon and you dip it in your coffee and you kind of hit a big a slurp to aerate your palate. And what that does is, is it really allows you to um, taste those nuances in that coffee when you aerate your olfactories. Um, you can actually taste a lot more. You get a lot of those aromas. Um, so we do things like that to kind of help educate uh, some of the sensory uh, portions of coffee, like actually um, – know what you're tasting because it really is it, it can be kind of daunting to to taste the coffee and to say oh this kind of tastes like blueberries to me and the guy across from me is like oh no i got grape you're an <laughs> idiot you know like yeah. we we don't want that so um having having a place where you can come in and kind of kind of learn about those nuances and kind of figure out that sensory stuff would be really fun um we're also putting on doing some uh like home espresso courses so for those people that have an espresso machine at their house we'll kind of show them how we pull espresso at offbeat. Um, and then also like home pour over glasses, uh, we've talked about so far. Um, so, so similar to espresso, but, um, more along the lines of doing home pour overs again with, with offbeat, we really, we're not doing anything extremely special. We're doing some special things. Um, but a lot of our techniques and recipes were pretty open with if say you have a Kalita at your house and we, we serve Kalitas in the shop, uh, you can come in at any point and just ask for our recipe and we'll just give it to you. You know, we're not, like I said, we're not doing anything too specific or too special at the moment. Um, so that transparency is, is big for us. So that'll fall in line with our 
education and kind of bringing everyone up together. So where do you see Offbeat going in the next two years or so, in the next five years even? I would say um, one of our big goals is to roast in-house. Uh, I mentioned earlier we're using Onyx Coffee Lab as a roaster, and while they're incredible and we love them, and man, their coffee is, I mean, I would say second to none. Um, we would be remiss if we didn't roast in-house and um, kind of build our own relationships with farmers and uh, with our community through our own roasted coffee. Um, so that's a big goal. Um, man, in five years, I'd love to see one more offbeat open up, whether that's in town or maybe in Madison or uh, Nashville or Birmingham or Atlanta, you know, who knows? Um, yeah, that's some of our early goals. We also really want to, one of the, one of the big goals with offbeat has always been to provide um, career opportunities in coffee, especially specialty coffee here in Huntsville. Um, cause at the moment there are no career positions in specialty coffee in town, unless you are, um, I would say a shop owner or like a general manager. It's kind of your only, only routes to go to make an affordable living. You know, there aren't any, any roastery positions in town. There are no QCs, uh, quality control, excuse me. Um, there's, there's not some of these production jobs that you'd see in some of these larger cities. So we really want to build ourselves up so that we can um, raise up uh, some coffee professionals. And even if they don't stay with us, if they go out and go to other shops, that's wonderful. You know, like I said, we just want to be a place where people can live their dreams, I guess. Oftentimes people don't feel as though they should pursue a goal that they have because of the barriers of where they're at is stable and secure and sometimes though their dreams and their goals might not be that way. What advice would you give to someone who's looking at starting their own company or business? Oh, I'd say do it. Um, think long and hard about it. Um, but don't let that be all you do. There's so many, I, I, I think people have the misconception that, or, or can that romanticize entrepreneurship in that it's an end all be all for, for wealth, you know, and I would say you, one of your first things is to throw that out the window, that mindset that you opening your own business is going to make you uh, rich out of your mind. It's, you know, most likely not. It just, it's going to have its own set of challenges. Um, I would say start small, but start, you know, the, one of the biggest things you can do is simply start, you know, um, but I think that's where most of the fear is, is just giving that initial yes and that initial plunge. Um, you just got to get through it. You just got to do it. If, if it's in your heart, do it. How much of your success in the short amount of time that you've had offbeat, would you contribute to being in the right place at the right time? And how much would you contribute to your hard work? Oh, that's funny. Um, I would attribute a lot of it to... doing my absolute best in the right place at the right time. Mm -hmm. Being around, when I was at Honest, I was around probably 10 or 15 other people um, just as qualified as I was, you know, in that position at that time. Um, but I'd always said there that there wasn't anyone there that was going to outwork me, you know. Um, and when you're passionate about something, 
you know, it's going to show in your work ethic. Um, cause that's honestly why Anna and Kyle had approached me was because of the way I worked and kind of the way I'd carried myself and honest. Um, so I would say it, it's partially being in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Working at honest, but like if I was just goofing around and, and not working, I wouldn't have been offered the opportunity, you know? So I, I, I would say more so hard work, but hard work while you're in the right place. So where do you see the role that offbeat will play in the community uh, going in the next few years? Like the role that they will play in the, not just the coffee scene, but just the community in general. Um, in the local, local coffee community, I would love for offbeat to be a place that connects people. Um, and, and not just connects in our shop, but, um, maybe other local baristas that are looking for a career position, you know, uh, we've got a few friends that, you know, work in different States that, uh, run coffee shops or own coffee shops, you know, or, uh, work in coffee that are looking for, you know, roasters, you know, they're looking for wholesale guys or, uh, quality control people or lead baristas, you know, whatever the case is. Um, so setting up people to succeed, um, in coffee, even if that's not with us, um, we'd love to be that, you know, middleman or, or that connection, uh, to those relationships. Um, a little bit more practically speaking, um, we'd love to host like a lot more throwdowns and do a lot more, um, kind of local coffee community kind of engagement stuff. Uh, right now, I think there's still this kind of air of competition with all the shops, which is natural. You know, I mean, you're, you're all running the same business. There's going to be some competition, you know, it's part of it. Um, but really being able to step up and, and making the best for our employees and our staff and our baristas, because really we, we couldn't do anything we do without, without our staff. I mean, mm -hmm. we love our staff, you know, they're incredible. Um, so taking, taking good care of them. I think if we can do that, then that'll be a big, big success for us. That's a big goal. So what is the best way for people to contact you and to support you in what you're doing? Man, best way to support us, um, come buy coffee. We're located at Campus 805, 2620 Clinton Avenue Southwest, uh, Huntsville, Alabama, 35805. Uh, come through or right beside Straight to Ale. Buying coffee would, would support us a lot. Um, also, following us on Instagram, Facebook. Um, we post a lot of goofy videos and a lot of fun uh, coffee stuff on there. Um, and telling your friends, everyone, that specialty coffee, good coffee is for everyone. So, well, thank you again for sitting down to talk with me. I've enjoyed learning more about the journey it took to start your own coffee shop. And I'm excited for what Offbeat is doing and bringing to the community in Huntsville. Peace. Thanks for listening to another episode of Beyond Rockets. I hope you enjoyed learning more about Offbeat Coffee Studio. Uh, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Beyond Rockets and follow Offbeat as well. Thanks for listening and hope you enjoyed.